This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Eugene and Angus are in a whole heap of trouble. They've been framed for pie-sitting, a hobo crime that is a capital offense in Pease Blossom, Pennsylvania. They're in PA trying to find out about Flavius flavors, but it's all a ruse set up by Cato Beach. But what matters now is that Eugene and Angus need a way out. Quick, over here, there's some donkeys. Yes, nature's lawyers. Donkeys, help, we need you to, ow, it bit me. We can ride them. Of course, the old ride em trick. Get on! God, you put your foot in my... <sighs> they mounted the donkeys and headed off. I'm naming mine Rosinante. Yours is Dung Bucket. They don't need names. Everything needs a name. Without a name, how can you complain about it to its boss? I'm on to you. Crank that siren, deputy. I'm cranking, boss, sheriff. Yikes, the local law has law donkeys. That's right. Before I was sheriff, I was head of the donkey crime unit. The DCU? The elite cops who solve crimes perpetrated on and by donkeys. That's right. And no one out donkeys us. My steed apple nuts is without peer. And Petunia here ain't half bad neither. Our asses are gonna kick your ass. Get, get well, Shut up, deputy. Get him! And with that, the great high-speed donkey chase began. It was Petunia up the front post, followed quickly behind by Apple Nuts. Apple Nuts gained, but Rosinante was nimble on the first turn. Next behind was Dung Bucket, but Dung Bucket stopped to eat some flowers. Oh, and just pulled the reins, but Dung Bucket is really into those flowers. Here comes Petunia. Will she close the gap? But no! Petunia is also eating the flowers. Elsewhile, Rosinante is slightly ahead, but here comes Apple Nuts, quick on her heels. Oh, and Rosinante is now going backwards and rubbing its behind against a tree. That's a good scratch. Eugene is whispering encouragements, but Rosinante does not seem to care. Here comes Apple Nuts fast and furious. Oh, and Apple Nuts speeds right by Rosinante and is now trying to make a wide turn. Apple Nuts is looking more interested in some thistle. But there goes Rosinante off into the bramble patch. That's a lot of sharp burrs and thorns. Good thing donkeys have a thick coat of fuzz. Too bad for Eugene and his soft, soft skin. That's gotta hurt. But it looks like Dung Bucket is back on track and making tracks. But Petunia and the deputy are close behind. They're trotting down the old dusty road. And up from the side comes Rosinante and Eugene. He's cut and sliced by brambles and crying slightly. Rosinante, conversely, is indifferent to everything going on. Dung Bucket and Rosinante are now abreast and gaining ground. But here comes Apple Nuts. Oh, and the sheriff is fighting mad. And he's got a gun. You donkey napping hobos won't get away from me. You, that was close. Apple Nuts and Petunia were closing the gap on Rosinante and Dung Bucket. If the sheriff reached them, it would be curtains for Eugene and Angus. But then they spotted it. The Cumberland Ditch. A small ditch full of stagnant water that separated Pennsylvania from New Jersey. If they could cross that, the sheriff wouldn't have jurisdiction. 
They prodded their donkeys as hard as they could to get them to the small two-foot-wide gap. The donkeys ran full out, but so did the sheriff's steed. Ugh, it would be a photo finish! And just as Rocinante and Dung Bucket came to the small ditch, they both quickly stopped, not wanting to cross the ditch. But they stopped with such force it caused Eugene and Angus to fly from the backs of their respective donkeys and be hurled through the air across the ditch and safely into New Jersey. The sheriff skidded apple nuts to a stop and cursed them. Dead gum tarnation! And we can't follow them into that horrible state. Even being this close to the jurors gives me the shivers. And stay out! Now shut up! Turn back, lest we become corrupted. Sorry, Dad. I just want you to love me. Well, it ain't happening! Yeah! Get along, little donkey. Wait for me, Daddy. That was strange. Yeah, I guess they were father and son. What a twist. No, no. The pie and the crime scene. We were set up. But by whom? It's by who. Because owls invented grammar. That's why they always wear those graduation mortar boards. That's... I... I, I don't even know how to begin to unpack that. It's simple. When someone arrives, you say... Shh. Someone's coming. Who's there? Exactly. Is that an owl? Fitz, we have been over this a hundred times. Owls do not talk. Well, then how did they invent grammar? <laughs> oh, it's two people. Hello, hello. I'm Fitz, and uh, and this is Starts. We're adventurers and crime solvers. I'm Eugene, and this is Angus. We're buggers. He means... Yeah, yeah, I get it. That you're bugging people into doing the right thing. We're kind of in the middle of something, though. Us, too. We're trying to stop an evil candy company. We're trying to stop a vole infestation in Toledo set loose by the evil Mad Murph, the menagerie impresario. We're trying to find our way to Pennsylvania. Uh, we're meeting up with an acting troupe that will dance a warning to Navajo Bill. It's just across that ditch there. Oh, thanks. <laughs> We're trying to make our way back to New York. Oh, sweetheart, don't you worry about that. There's a pig livery station right down that hill there. I'm sure you could ride a mail hog all the way back to Trenton and just get a train from there. Thanks. Oh, good luck on your adventure. You too. You know, sometimes you get so wrapped up in your own adventure that you forget there are people everywhere having their own adventures. What a union of states. But that still doesn't answer what happened to that woman who framed us. Hmm. Wait. Actors... Actors. Acting troupe? I remember where I recognized that woman. She was in the curious case of the walking shark. The terrible play they wrote about us. She played Angus. I remember it. I am a bird brain, neat and pristine. They call me by my name, which is Gene. There is a stink in this city. And it's truly a terrible pity. Ooh, I'm Angus. Oh, I dropped something. Let me bend over and pick it up. Ooh, ooh. Stupid ooh. woman who lacks all grace. Oops, I dropped things all over the place. <laughs> well, I better pick them all up. Real slow and bendy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. She picked up a lot of things. Why did you go see that play? It made us look like idiots. They gave you a free ham at the Sunday matinee. Ham is the only reason to see theater. But who would hire an actress to dupe us? We need to get back to our office and put the clues together. Let's beat feet to the pig livery office. And so, they headed to the Porcine post office post-haste. Meanwhile, Kame, the Japanese diplomat, was in her makeshift headquarters inside the Vanderbilt mansion. 
She had commandeered the mansion because that's what colonialist explorers do. But she was about to get a visitor of the malevolent kind. My guidebook to this stupid land is almost done. Why am I speaking out loud and in English? <sighs> this large landmass is draining me of my intellect. Oh, to be back on a small archipelago again. What is this dormitory? This thin people walls everywhere. Shoes off, sir! How grotesque must Western feet be to constantly need to be shod? And these walls were specially made. This dumb mansion I have taken over has terrible walls. They're not terrible. They're Italian mud. Get out of here! These Vanderbilts scurry everywhere like tricky mice. Shoot! But I'm an industrialist. I'm gonna stump you out. Stump, stump, stump! Ow. And with that, the lesser Vanderbilt scurried into a gilded hole. Enough! Who are you that burst into my abode? And again, shoes off! Oh, oh, sorry. There we go. There. Now, fear me, for I am piecemeal. Yes, yes. I remember from the football game. Your stupid face. What fun! You, you don't fear me? No. You are like a poorly conceived yokai. Once in a forest, I met a spirit that ate its own head and vomited up another head that then vomited seven heads and then they all gave birth and then their eyes were mouth and mouth and so ears just upside down and then they can't even talk and then all they could do is just squirm and, and puke up some crazy things like cats and dogs and a horse and goats. Then they all ate each other and then, anyways, that was truly terrifying. Is horrendous, but I'm also a monster, for I have come to steal your brush. <laughs> I'm creating an artwork of the greatest importance. I love Aboriginal art, so primitive, like that cave painting in the Sistine Chapel. But this is perfect. Being robbed is an American tradition, and it's happening to me. Ah! Oh, I bought one of your rudimentary photo cameras before you stole my heirloom. Will you please pose for a photograph? Oh. I mean, yes. <laughs> I, I love attention. Great. I set up a little portrait studio here, perfectly set up. Now we'll just need a good pose. If you can, put up your I arms, guess. bend the fingers, and squat this? a little. Look a little I, more prettier. Prettier, prettier. Less, up more, over, move uh, a bit this? more. Okay, that, that, that. No, less. Uh, okay, your hands up here. More, over, more. I move a bit here. Let me, and then just, just more. Yeah, here. Okay, let me, and then there. Perfect. This is very uncomfortable. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm starting to cry. Shush now. Shush, shush, shush. Hold still. 
The camera will just take about 30 minutes for an exposure. Try not to breathe or blink. No talking and hold still. No breathing, no blinking. Hold, hold. Just 29 more minutes. Oh, wait, I didn't start it. Oh, you distracted me. Keep still. This will be one for the memory book. And the photograph did turn out well. It was widely regarded in the ghost and monster photography genre. Eventually, it ended up in the collection of Ricky Jay, the magician. But enough of graphs of the photo type. Let's instead venture to the mail depot, where Anders and Eugene are waiting for a mail pig bound for Trenton. Shouldn't be long now. Thanks, Postmaster Pete, for letting us hitch a ride on the hog. No worries. You'll just have to carry some mail sacks. I'll blow the convoy arrival once the hog is here. Back to my hog watching tower. Oh, it's amazing that in the year 1899, most of our mail is still carried by hog. Even in this modern era. Pigs are nature's delivery man. Even when left alone, they'll deliver tubers to other animals. I have no doubt that's true, and I don't need to fact check that or any of the history of male pigs in the U.S. Oh, a nut hatch! Oh! I haven't been able to stop and enjoy the birds as much as I wanted. There are some of those descendants of the starlings you released. Over there. My legacy. My destructive legacy. Yes. It's too bad we couldn't find out Flavius Flavor's secret. Indeed. There's some memory in my brain. Flavius is... Ah, someone told me something. If I could just have a moment to... Hey, Gads, where'd you come from? Originally, Connecticut. Most recently, behind that tree, taking a piss. Let me just wipe my hands on you. No thanks. Too late. You all talking about the Flavors family from Peas Blossom? Yes. Do you know them? Did. I'm a bottle man. I sell old bottles. Used to do a lot of bottle scrounging up in Peas Blossom. The Flavors lived in a big farmhouse. But one day it all burned. And they all died. Including little Flavius. He was only three years old. They all died? And Flavius was just a child? He's a ghost! No! They must have seen the death notice. And then just used the name since there was a record of the birth. But who would do it? Maybe it's Secretary of State John Hay. Yeah, that's probably not it. Oh, well, wanna buy a bottle? How old is it? Don't know. Just found it in a dung heap. Yeah, all right. Take a nickel. Heck yes! Here's your bottle. Ooh, a nickel! What a day for me! Why'd you buy that? I meant to say no, but then I said yes, and I, oh, uh, well. I'll put it in my coat's bottle pocket. Wait, pocket, actress. No Flavius, that sounds familiar. Someone did say that. I can't, oh, I can't remember. Oh, if I had a moment of total silence, I could put it all together. Ah, and it's gone. Pig's here, and I got your mail sacks. Ready to saddle up? This is a lot of mail. Oh, you know, erotic fiction and racy daguerreotypes. Most of the mail is one form pornography or another. Sure gets Anthony Comstock red in the ears, but what are you gonna do? Now off to Trenton with you. And soon, Eugene and Angus were on hogback heading to Trenton with a sack full of postal porn. Back in New York, Shandell was getting some troubling news from Dora, her lover and campaign manager. They've started voting. Voting? Where? I don't know, but they're stuffing ballot boxes. Is there anything we can do? <laughs> Officially, the election is tomorrow. But, oh, that you got this far is a bruja. Ah, at least we can have a defeat party. Together? In bed? Do you see what I am saying? Just a moment. First, your speech before the Bowling League of Bowling Voters League. Yes, the BLBVL, my last hurrah. 
Ugh, it was terrible, but in a fun way. Ugh, that's the Jewish way. Into the terrible, ah, a little fun happens. L'chaim. Eh, l'chaim. Shandel slid her hand into Dora's. Dora gave it a squeeze. They both smiled. Politics, they say, make strange bedfellows, but sometimes the bed outlasts the election. Shandell and Dora would wear out the bed on the eve of the election, even when the bed frame broke and they landed on the floor. They both laughed and went right back to what broke the bed in the first place. Early the next morning, a train pulled into the station. Eugene and Angus were greeted on the platform by a strange old wizard. My, my magic staff! The stars have aligned, and my alchemy brings me forth. What? I am Pukapapup Spellgore, the wizard. Hocus Pocus. I was called from the nether realm to bring my spellery to you. What? Hocus Pocus upon you. Oh, hey, Hawthorne. Well, how'd you know it was me? My disguise was top shelf. There's just a lot of cocaine in your fake beard, and I thought, who do I know that loves cocaine? And there you have it. Gene, my boy, I've taught you well. You have? Indeed. So well that I shall bill you for my services. But enough of this. Cost them off. It all ripped right off. You have to undisguise as quickly as you disguise. What do you want? Angus, ever the antsy shrew. Calm down, you can try on jewelry later. I don't... Forget it. Let's go, Eugene. No, wait. I've returned to New York on vital business. My connections at the Prune Consortium have uncovered a vast conspiracy involving Onesimus Suites. Flavius is a fake. But I know who is actually behind it all. Secretary of State John Hay? No. I knew it. Take that bottle, man. There's no time to explain. We must go to the Rivington Experimental Molasses Works. It's the sweet lair of that sugary fiend. That's across town. Certainly there is time to explain it. There is not. Let us go. But... Go, go, go! And at the famed detective's prodding, they headed out of the station. The Lanwell Murders is a Roy Gold production. It was written by Jonathan A. Goldberg with music by Matt Roy Berger. It was directed by James Oliva and mixed by Martin D. Fowler. Editing help by Hannah Fairchild. Have you rated us? Reviewed us? Liked us? Told your friends? Why not? I know making friends is hard. They say an adult male in Utah has a better chance of creating life from a stone than making meaningful connections. Sorry, Utah. What a stink state. Anyway, stay starboard and always port toward F. <laughs> the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.